to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Oh my, but do we have a new promo coming, which will add Robert to it, which is only fair. Good evening, I'm Bill Sparks. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live for, what, May 3rd? 2020. 2020, show number 91. Take it away, Chris. All right. Well, we have a, we're going to try, you know, we've been ambling through these shows lately. We're going to try to really be done by 9 o'clock Eastern tonight because we want to get Steve Nomar on as close to that time as possible. He's coming on with his, his extra show that he's doing for the coronavirus era. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's going to, you know, play some extra requests for everybody on a Sunday night and do three shows in a row. Iron Man Steve. Did one last night, sure. doing one tonight, doing one tomorrow night for the listening room. So we want to get uh, going here and get through some things. And uh, But this is show number 91. It is May 3rd, 2020. Sean will talk a little bit more about the significance of May 3rd in our show history in a minute when, when we give it over to him. But what we're going to do is we're going to get a little out of order just because Robert may have to leave us for, for something uh, this evening. So we're going to start with a hockey note from a current events hockey note. And we're going to do a death of a former Oakland A., and we will do that. We only have four deaths tonight, thank goodness. So we're going to do those two things first. Then we're going to get back into the normal scheme of things, go through the other sports and the things that have gone on this week, uh, rumors and you know, uh, actual some announcements of some starting for NASCAR. We'll talk about that. Then we're going to go into the other three deaths. Then we're going to do history. And I also have among the history for the dates, the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of May, and we'll do the other dates for Derby Day uh, next week, I have the winners since World War II. So just to memory, take, go down memory lane with some of the horses' names that you might remember and, you know, all that. So we'll talk about that in among some other history notes that we have. But right now, Sean wants to talk about some history of our show and give you some preliminary information here. Okay. First of all, we want to start off. Uh, our One of our executive producers who you usually hear during football season giving us football scores, and hopefully we'll have – football scores for her to give. We're going to wish Shelly in Pittsburgh, we want to wish her a happy birthday. Yep. And she shares a birthday. You know, well, we're putting her first because unfortunately a lot of times she's been put second, but she's been okay. But we put her first because also uh, today would have been the 67th birthday of our friend, uh, some of you knew him as John from Silmar or John from Northern California, depending on when you knew him. The man, the creator of the football contests on all these phone systems and internet devices. He was the man, along with David, the ultimate sports fan, started it all off. Uh, he brought us together as a sports lines group and said, you know what? I think we need to have this on the radio. There. It, it should be on the radio sometime. And yep, yep. Lo and right. behold... Lo and behold, not long, I, lo and behold, here we are. So, you know, definitely happy birthday to Shelly. Happy, you know, well, Debbie, uh, hope you're doing okay. Yeah, we should send out, shout out to uh, Debbie and the kids and, and all, all the folks everywhere who remember John. That's for sure on this special yes, day. And, and I know, and I'm sure Shelly's partying for her birthday. Oh, I, I, I can tell you that she is. And uh, I know if John were here, he would definitely be part of this show. So, oh, yes. Oh, yes, he definitely would. But anyway, all right, a couple things coming up. First of all, as Chris mentioned, Steve Nomer, special guest, all request show coming up after when we finish till midnight or 1 a.m.? Midnight? I think midnight. I don't know. Yeah, I think midnight. He'll okay. tell you. Till he knows. Midnight. He'll know. He'll yeah, know. He, yeah, he knows. So whenever he finishes, that's when Steve's yeah, sure. When he feels like going uh, home, he'll, he'll stop. Yeah. And then also Friday, the 15th of May. 9 a.m. Eastern. Wake up early if you're on the West Coast. 15th anniversary of the legend. Log on and listen. There's going to be some celebrating, some cake, uh, 
Who knows what else? A virtual yeah. cake. Uh, virtual, everybody well, will be you so, see, uh, the one that takes away the calories that Steve uses, I think, is the and, and it will not be left. And it will not be left out in the rain. Oh well. That's, that's <laughs> six a.m. on the West Coast, guys. That's yeah. Right. So so remember, come on in, social distance yourself, and enjoy the 15th anniversary of the Worldwide Legend. That's on Friday. May the fifteenth, so we wanna, okay. we're going to try and promote that. But and anyway. remember, and remember oh. coming up soon, probably within we hope within this week, and we'll let we'll probably announce it next week. You will be able to email the show. So if you if you're one of those that, well, I would rather not call. I would rather email. You're now going to be able to do that. So uh, just stay yes, tuned. We'll t- we will tell you how it would, when it's all finalized. And that's okay, why so can you, give out, and Sean can give out the numbers now. But if you do, if you do want to call the show, you can leave us a voicemail, 800-693-0595. Option number two is how you leave us a voicemail. Say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Or you can download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923. That's 646 876 Nine nine two three, and then enter the code two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice. That's two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice. When you come in, we'll put you in the waiting room. We'll let you in. Star nine, raise your hand on the phone. Alt Y on the computer. The more key on your smart device. Also, uh, well. I think that's about it for now. So okay. let's get on into let's get, in, our get into a, again. We're going a little out of order because Robert may have to leave early. He may be here the whole time, but he might have to leave early. So we're going to do our hockey note right away, and we're going to do the death of an Oakland A, a significant Oakland A, and a, a, a an era in baseball. The last of a golden era kind of uh, went with him and, and some of these guys. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first of all, with hockey, we had a firing. Uh, you know, it's like. Uh, he, you know, guy's been home for two, six weeks, eight weeks. The office has probably been pre- basically closed. He's been social distancing, and they fire him anyway. The guy who fired was John McDonough, uh, the president and the CEO of the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he's he was hired in '07, and he's one of the chief architects of the Stanley Cups that the Blackhawks won in 2010, 2013, 2015. But they have missed the playoffs the last two years, and they have not won a playoff series since they won. Um, won the cup in 15, so that's not a good uh, rep- recipe for success. Uh, Joe Quinville, the coach who was there with him, was also let go of a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Oh, like no, last year. Last year. Last year? Okay. Yeah. And then um, Stan Bowman and could be out. He's the general manager. And uh, Daniel Wirtz has taken this job. He's no, Rocky Wirtz. Rocky Wirtz. Rocky Wirtz. Rocky, okay. I thought it was uh, Daniel. Daniel's his father, and Rocky's the son. Yeah, that's why you're. That's why you're doing this while Robert's still here. No, uh, right. no. Bill, Bill was the father, not Daniel. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, anyway, there's a Wurtz that's going to run the things, yeah. and at least interim in the interim basis. But Robert, they kind of got themselves into salary cap hell, didn't they? Isn't this what uh, happened? To yeah. Them? Um, look, uh, in you have to be careful both in the NBA and NHL because. It's not soft cap. It's it's a hard cap, and uh, I know in the NBA you can go over the cap, and if you do by so much, you got to pay you know yeah, luxury and, taxes. And you got the Larry Bird exception, which means and, you can keep your player and, and right. all that stuff. But yep. in, in hockey, they don't have all that. So whenever they set the cap every year, you have to stick to that. And the Blackhawks. Uh, uh, justifiably so, I might add. I'm not going to criticize what they did here because they awarded their players that needed to be rewarded for for their performance. But when you do that, if you're not careful about the amount of large contracts you hand out, you get yourself in some serious hot water. And with all three cap runs in 10, 13, and 15, the uh, Blackhawks did that, and that's why they're in the situation that they're in. I'm not, now not living in Chicago. I don't understand what's going on there, but I don't know why, why Rocky Wards would be, uh, uh, you know, taking it out on the on the people that actually put his organization together. So, uh, but with this pandemic, maybe teams are having fi- more financial I- issues than I realize, and. You know, Stan Bowman could be in trouble, but again, he's another one that probably does not deserve to lose his job when it does happen. Well, but hope, hopefully, Jamal can call in 
at some point tonight and and maybe uh, share some more light on it since he lives in that area. Right. Now, the other thing, though, you look at the Bruins. They were both in the finals in 13. The Bruins had a couple of down years where they retooled, and they're back. They went in the finals yeah. in, in 19, so I don't. it can be done. You know, um, I don't know. But I, I, unfortunately, with the large contracts that the Blackhawks gave Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Corey Crawford. They can't get rid of these guys. They, yeah. No, no, it, it, they're stuck. So, yep. And believe me, they're all very good players, and they all deserve to be rewarded. But you have to be careful when you hand out your, your thank you contracts because if you're not careful, you get yourself in a situation right. where, where you can't get rid of them. Remember, in the NFL, you can – you can get rid of somebody like Andy Dalton. He was going to make $16 million, $16 million if he stayed with the Bengals this year. Well, now he's going to make a significant less, and we'll talk about where, where he wound up. Right. But you can do that in the NFL. You can't do that in hockey. Right. You know, you're stuck okay. with the contract that you hand out. Right. And the guy who's speaking, who will be on the promo, we've mentioned Robert, but his name is uh, Robert Herrick, a.k.a. Ringside Robert. Now I'm going to do a death uh, announcement, and we will, he'll uh, talk about that too. And uh, the death is of Matt Keogh, and he was 64 years old. He uh, played for the A's from 77 through 83. He actually came up with the A's right at the end of 77, which made him a rookie. In the uh, in the 80, 78 season, he didn't pitch right. enough in 77. So he was a rookie in 78. Then he went to the Yankees in 83. Then he went to the uh, Cardinals for four games in 85. Then he was with the Cubs in Houston in 86. He went to Japan in 87 through 90. He went. He was an all-star. Now, David, I think, erroneously said 78, but you'll find out why he wasn't. I'm going to say he was probably an all-star in 80 if he was an all-star because he had his comeback player of the year award yeah. in 80. So I'm thinking yeah. that was the year. Uh, he signed as an infielder in late, uh, you know, for the A's, but uh, the, he uh, wasn't hitting, and they turned him into a pitcher. And then, as, he, as I say, he came up in late '78. He had his first 28 starts. Late '77. Late '77, and came up as '78 of his rookie year. He, he he had 28 starts. His first 28 starts, he did not get a victory. It doesn't mean he was 0 28. Means he had some no decisions in there too. But he tied the major league record for the longest. Some guy named Curtis for the longest going of 28 starts with no victories. And I'm not sure whether that's still the actual major league I think record. it probably is because yeah. he, uh, David didn't say anything about that. Right. And then he tried out for the Angels in 91 and 92, and he was hit by a line drive. Uh, he was in the dugout in 92 and was hit by a, a, a foul ball uh, in the temple, and that was the end of his career. He was a pitching coach. With the uh, an, an executive for the Angels and the A's, and then a scout with uh, Tampa Bay, and then an Oakland executive, and he was the son of Marty Keough, who played for the Red Sox. I remember him when I was a kid, and uh, and played for the Reds, I think too. Nephew of Joe Keough, Joe played for the Royals, and uh, and his uh, son Shane, uh, Matt's son Shane, played a ball, and uh, you know never made the majors, but he was part of an unusual thing, which was Billy Ball. So talk a little bit about Billy Ball, Robert. First of all, from 1977 um, until Billy Martin got there, was the worst was the worst time ever of being an Oakland A's fan because we lost, you know, like 108, 109 games. It it, it was pathetic, uh, and you know our, our attendance at the Coliseum is bad now. Well, it was worse back then. You'd have games where not even a thousand people would show up. I mean that's how bad it was. The the last this was the last three years or so of the ownership of Charlie Finley and Finley tore apart that entire team and uh, we were left with dregs. But in 1980, when Billy Martin got there, um, he had a hell of a pitching staff and he totally ruined their careers, in my opinion. You had Matt Keough, Mike Norris, Rick Lankford, Steve McCaddy, and as long as Billy Martin was manager there, uh, once these guys started, he didn't take them out. They they set all kinds of records while Martin was manager of throwing uh, multiple, and I mean multiple, complete games. And I think the reason why Matt Keogh had arm trouble with the Yankees and the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Astros was by the time he went to those teams, he had nothing left. Well, remember, though, to, for a little perspective, 
This used to be, and John would tell you this right now if he were here, John, our, our guy that we're honoring today for his birthday, and because I remember this too, and he remembers it. This is the way pitchers used to be. You had a four-man staff, and you starting staff, and you had four or five guys in the bullpen, but you were expected to finish the game. Yeah. So maybe you took a little off your pitches you got through. Maybe you give up three runs in a start, but you would get at least to the eighth or ninth inning or finish the game. And this is what – and people like Whitey Ford pitched 15 years doing this. And, oh, and uh, the guys well, that Billy Martin played with did yeah. this. So he wasn't yeah. – but the, the players don't train the same way. So these guys were, you know, kids who were born in the 60s, like Matt Keogh, and they right. brought in to do this. The guys who had been born in the 30s and 40s who did it in the 50s and 60s, they were trained and came up in baseball expecting to do this. I think that yeah. was the problem. No, and believe me, as a fan, I, I love it when a pitcher can, can go the distance. I, I, I hate all the bullpen shuffling and the multiple pitchers pitching in a game. Uh, so, yeah, as a fan, I enjoyed these guys doing what they were doing. But uh, as it turned out, uh, after they all left the team, uh, their arms were never the same. The other so, thing that gets in the way of doing that is the agents, because the agents, this is a property. And you know, in the old days, it was you, you went on in there and maybe your wife wanted you to get a lot of money. And that's about it. You and your wife and your buddies wanted right. you to get a lot of money, but that was it. And, and you were an entity unto yourself. And if you, you were gone, if you were a Dick Raddatz and you blew out your arm after three or four years and hung around for an extra couple of years ineffectively, well, that was on you. You just, you know, that's what you did. We'll talk, you were, we'll you, you, you would never complain about being overused pitching nine innings in an extra inning game or whatever. We'll talk, we'll talk right. about that a little bit later on in sports history. Right. Right. So anyway, the point is that the whole thing is just set up differently. Billy Martin was a throwback, and you can't do it now because you'd have to restructure the whole thing in order to do that. Right. We can now, we can now start moving into the, the sports history. By, by the way, though, Chris, just, sure. to, just to clear this up, the cause of death for Matt Keogh is unknown. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, right. David did not What's have a cause. Yeah. David did not have a cause of death. Right. No, we so, don't. So let's get into our odds and ends, I guess. Sir. Yeah, odds and ends. That's what I meant. And what, what we're going to do, odds and ends. And so we're going to do it a little bit organ, more organizedly here. going to start with uh, the NBA situation. And uh, there was a guy, Bill Ritter from CBS Sports, that said. Writer. That they, uh, writer, okay. Writer. He, yeah. yeah, well, anyway, he's supposed they, he thinks that they're going to start around in August, the beginning of August or so, and uh, with no fans. But we've got a little bit of a, a, a bidding war going on, and I, what I and I actually have a solution for this if they want to listen to me, but nobody ever has. But uh, Sean, why don't you run that down? Because this is interesting about Orlando and Vegas. Okay, they have they have two different two different plans. As you know, Disney is closed. The Vegas Strip is closed. Disney has twenty five hotels with multiple. Uh, Multiple restaurants, multiple pools, multiple areas. I think they got like twelve uh, basketball they, courts or something. Twelve basketball they? courts. Two of two of them already set up for TV games at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. There, so they could. Uh, and this plan is where players could bring their families, bring whoever. They come into Disney. Uh, it would all be set up. They could play games. There's two thoughts. They could do the rest of the season, or like Steve Kerr with Golden State said, hey, we know we're already done. Why not just start the playoffs? Like I said, in the, in the East, Orlando's five games ahead of, uh, ahead of Washington in the West. Yeah. Memphis is three and a half games ahead of Portland. If they only bring the 16 teams in, that's, that's, half, that's just over half. And, you know, less people to bring in there. They could play games. They could get it yeah. done over a couple months, maybe, you know, have – Couple three weeks to get back in shape. Uh, everybody could be tested. Yeah, that. Also, you have this other idea: MGM Resorts International. Of course, MGM owns a lot of hotels on the Strip in Vegas. They said they could shut down the Strip. You play games after various hotels in, in different places in the MGM Resorts. You put all the players, essential people, there at the yeah. Strip. They do it that way. They do. They do it that way. They play it. They play it there. Now, Adam Silver has also come out and said he will not. You know, he knows the players are going to be tested on a regular basis, but if it's going to take away from the general public being tested, he doesn't want to take tests away from the general public. He wants that to go to them. That's his. That's his thing. But we have both of these options. 
So, so my my solution yes. is, what about playing the Eastern games in Orlando and the West uh, games in uh, in Vegas? Uh, I think they want it all in one area. I think. But I mean, okay. But you, if if you're going into the playoffs and you just want to play conference games before you get there, I'd say to make them a little more meaningful, you could have the each one, and then when you have the finals, you play, you know, whatever the home team is, gets two games and out to Vegas and back to Orlando or vice versa. You know, I don't do think the they want to do. Way. I don't think they want to do travel. They want to do it all at one. Well, well the they travel would only it. be like two trips. No, but you know? they only they want to do it all at one place. They want to do they want to do everything all together in one area, whether it's Orlando. They don't want to have two places. They want to have one. Okay, well, That's hey, it. but again, all things cut on the board. I'm sure somebody's going to suggest what I just did because again, people are going to say, "Well, we don't want to go to Vegas, or we don't want to go to Orlando." I was also giving the scenario last night in a message that I put up that hey. There's wives that are going to say, I don't want my husband in Vegas all that time. You know, we're going to be broke. And there's other people that say, we need to bring the kids to Orlando. Other other families that say, let's go to Vegas. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, interesting discussions around yeah, the I mean, dinner well, table. He, and remember, ESPN does have the final ABC, you know, and, you know, they, and they're one of the big partners. So they could have the upper hand with the whole, with the Disney situation. Because remember, Disney is close. Right, right. So, well, they're both closed. Now, we did have one thing, and we kind of alluded to it very uh, quickly at the end of the show. We didn't have any details. Maybe we didn't even mention it. I don't even know. But we did have, unfortunately, somebody eliminated from the NBA draft because uh, he killed somebody, and that, that kind of knocks you out of contention there. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Hightower is his name. He was charged with murder. I don't know where that was, where he I was. was in, so. It was in Georgia. In Georgia, and he's from Tulane, and he was going to be – was he going to be a, locker, a lottery pick or what? We know. How, how I good don't. He was? I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't think. I think they were thinking maybe a first rounder, but a lottery. Okay, but that's basically it for for the basketball portion. So I think we can move. And to remember, baseball. and remember, as we as we go through this, guys, anything we tell you is it's not set in stone. It's just kind of what we're hearing. So except the Blackhawks guy got fired. Except the Blackhawks guy got fired and Matt Keogh died. And the other and the it. other three that we mentioned later, they died too. Unfortunately. They did. They're, 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 that's not going to change. And all right. stuff in sports history, that did happen. They, they, it did. We, we didn't make it all up, although sometimes it sounds unbelievable. No. Okay, so baseball. Well, here we go. And as Perry put it, the, the, the beginning of the week, another week, another set of – and we had a whole new set of parameters now that we're talking about. We're not even talking about Arizona and Florida anymore. We're not even talking about Arizona and Florida and Houston. So, first of all, this, to set this up, the mayor of Chicago, Laurie Lightfoot, and she said that she could envision fans in the stands this summer, is the way she put it. Now, uh, whether they'd have to be a third of the fans so that you'd be social distanced or how you'd have to do it, I don't know. But that's what she says. And she's in a hotbed there. So I, I'm kind of surprised that she would say that because Chicago's still not stabilized. But uh, that's that's what she's saying. And then we got into the uh, to the business about we now have two divisions of team three divisions of teams playing in their own ballparks theoretically this is the latest plan and the, basically the way it's going to work except for one exception the american league east would be part of the eastern division and the national league east except for the braves and instead of the braves the pirates would come to the national league east for this purpose and be in the the mlb east the MLB Central would have the Braves and all the Central. So be the mid, they're going to call it the Midwest. Okay, the Midwest, MLB yeah. Midwest or something. There would be no American and National League. Uh, you know, hey, if the records are set, if, if somebody does something, we know that there are, a Red Sox set a record and it's an American League record. It'll still be an American League record. The leagues aren't gone, you know, just because they're playing in this different yeah. uh, setup. But just the, the way it is. So then in the Central, the Braves are going to go there, or Midwest. The Braves are going to be in the Midwest, folks. And uh, yeah, they you've always been. Well, in they were. not kind of kind of remind kind of reminds you of when the Braves used to be in the the Braves and the Reds used to be well, in the West. Remember that's right. Well, remember right. Both, Atlanta got screwed big time. I mean, the Braves and the Falcons were both in the West. They were. They yeah. were. Yep. Yep. So so this is the theory that the Braves now. When I figured it out today, you can't have everybody in the same time zone, you know, together because you had fourteen teams in the East Eastern time zone. So it doesn't work. You know, you have to do something to somebody. Why they're taking the Braves? Because you're already having the the Eastern teams go down. You know, the Yankees, Red Sox, and them go down to Florida. Going to Atlanta is not any harder than doing that. Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't get it, but that's that's what they said. 
I don't understand. Supposedly they would play play a hundred games. Now they're not going to play a hundred games, and let me tell you why. It's got to be Between divisible 80 by and 100 is what I've heard. Yeah, Between it's going to be divisible by nine because if you're going to, you're not going to want to play extra games against anybody. I would think you'd play eleven against each team, play ninety nine games. That'd probably be the best way to do it. And you know, all the well, some maybe teams twelve can, or, or or ten against each. And nine well, that'd be ninety games, and that's kind of short. See, they want to get as many as they can, so close right. to a hundred. They try. I think they do ninety nine, like they do now. You get, you know, when you play your nineteen games in your division, one year if you're the Red Sox, you get ten home games. The Yankees get nine. Next year, Yankees get ten. You get nine. So they'd do that. It would just be for this year. It wouldn't matter. The one extra home game, and then you'd get half of them. Would you'd get, and the other half you wouldn't get. So I'm thinking they'll play ninety nine games. Then expanded expanded playoffs. They haven't told us. How big? How many teams from each division would get in, and whether you play your division like one, four, two, and three, maybe something like that, and then you know maybe go across divisions at a certain point. So I don't really know. But uh, Perry, what have you you heard anything extra today about this stuff? No, nothing more today. The only thing that we know is, um, of course, to get all these games in, you're going to have double headers. Right. There's still the thought of seven yeah. inning double headers. You're going to have the DH for everybody, right? DH for universal DH, yes. So this is probably it. So for people like me, and I know Pierre, for people like us who really don't like the universal DH, I think the time for that has come and gone. I think we're going to have it. And I think once it's in, it's going to stay in. So I, I mean, and Justin Trudeau issued a statement about uh, pro teams coming into Canada. He said, even with if you're traveling in, you must be tested and made sure. So. Yeah. Well, I do think, and I, and I don't know what Adam Silva and what they're going to work out with the NBA, but I think that this will be, whether people like it or not, because we had a discussion about this too, I think this will be the kind of thing that there will be priority given to this kind of stuff. This is for morale. There's so much going on in this country. I think people want a sense of normalcy, and I think that things, uh, the different sports are going to be able to get tests a little bit easier, whether it seems right or not, and uh, you know all that. I think they're going to be treated as first responders, is what yeah. I'm saying. Right. The, the well, problem, the well problem. we have we have some normalcy now because Jamal wants to talk to us. So Jamal, welcome. Yeah, well, when we Jamal go. talks hockey, yeah, that's not real normal, but we can yeah. work on that. Yeah. Well, I got a couple things to say. Okay. And uh, although I'm on a different phone number tonight. Yeah, you sound different. You sound, uh, we, on, we actually can hear you very well. I'm on the house phone and I dialed the line using the Zoom Chicago number, actually. Okay. okay. But with all that being said, first of all about John, Mc, I want to talk about John McDonough and baseball. First okay. of all about John McDonough and the Blackhawks situation. I was surprised that uh, words dumped McDonough after rebuilding the Blackhawks from the train wreck that uh, his dad and Bob Pofford left the Blackhawks in before um, Bill Wirtz, uh went to the great hockey arena in the sky. Right. And uh, and then they Pofford got dumped and then Dale Talon came in and then it was uh, McDonough. But a lot of people on Chicago radio have been firing on Stan Bowman, talking about how bad he was, talking about this, that, and the other. Um, the people in Chicago who don't like Stan Bowman, I'm surprised that that uh, worked in the say goodbye to Stan Bowman. Well, they say that might be coming. But, you know, but the problem is, as you all said, the NHL is in salary cap hell, and... Blackhawks are. Black Black and do you know who the man was who was responsible for ma- pushing the current salary cap situation? Gary, oh, that's right. Wirtz. Yeah, Bill, Wir- Bill Wirtz. Yeah. So Bill Wirtz messed up his own team from the grave. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> you know, they're going to have to. And one of the things that's going to be, uh, you know, this is down the road because we've got to get through 2020 and, and mm-hmm. just get these seasons played. But down the road, these salary cap sports are going to, you know, baseball's got their own negotiations to do, but the salary cap sports are going to have, it, it, there's a formula to do this. The television revenue, attendance, blah, blah, blah. They're going to either have to rework the formula or people are not going to make any money. You know, the single cap is, is going to be infinitesimal. So that's not going to work. No. Give right. us some ba- no. give us some baseball, Jamal, since we're kind of on the clock tonight. Yeah, no. then we're going to do, we're going to do the break up no, probably after this, the, right, Perry? Now yes. about some baseball. Yeah. I heard about these three division super alignment. Yep. And I had a conversation with a relative of mine the other day. And it was my dad. And we were and he was he pointed out that he thinks baseball might go with this pro
permanently. And then I thought for a minute, you know, if they're doing this, if they're going to do this without the people, I can picture them saying, if we got this without the people, let's try it with the people. But I think ultimately we might have seen, we might be seeing the end of the National American Leagues as we, as we know it. And I, and I frankly think baseball should look ultimately to break into six regional divisions. And I've had my own proposal about that, but since I'm up against the clock, right? I might, oh, we love this. That's just, huh? Yeah, that might happen. I you know, anything, what Perry has been saying, and I agree, everything's up for, for debate because this guy will, will let anything go to the wall and see if it sticks. And so everything's up for debate and anything. And what Perry and I are being traditionalists are a bit afraid of is that things like that might actually become part of, like yeah, you just said about the DH, you know? Well, well, and, well, and, Jimbo, well, and Jim Bowden said this morning, Jamal, the very same thing your dad's saying. So your dad is not the only person saying that. Yeah, yeah I've heard that before. Well, what I'm afraid of, being a, uh, being a lifelong baseball fan, with this commissioner, any new thing that comes in, it's going to stay in. And I have the six divisions for I'll, next week. I have an idea on the six you divisions, know? but we'll do that next week. We'll do that yeah, next week. Right, right now, though, let's take our break, and then, uh, Bill, yep. if you want to play our commercials, and then we'll come back. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow, right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Well, before we get back to the guys, we are big in Wisconsin this week. We'll say hello to everybody in Wisconsin, our usual listeners, and we're also big in Germany. So thank you. All right. and well, we appreciate all of you. with beer in Wisconsin and Germany. They sort of remind me of each other. I don't get uh, it, but uh, that's a good thing. Beer, sports, Wisconsin, Germany. Hey. Especially in Germany. Have another beer. It's only like one one thirty in the morning and like uh, there's two, two in like the morning, whatever. Yeah. Have, have yeah. fun. Have fun. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to baseball, we have a couple of postponements. So okay, a postponement and a cancellation. The postponement is the Hall of Fame ceremonies for 2020 will not occur this uh, year. They will be in 2021. Now, my guess, this is just me, uh, that they might do it on two different weekends because usually you have a contingent come in for each player. Uh, or that is, got that is what they're saying, Chris. Yes. Yeah. So you've already got yeah. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's supposed to go in this year. Uh, 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 Miller, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mar- Larry, Miller. Larry Walker, yeah. Marvin Miller, and Ted Simmons. Ted, Ted yeah. Simmons. And, you know, that means you'd have fans coming in from, you know, the different cities, uh, you know, St. Louis and, you know, a lot uh, of Yankees. Yankees, Yankee yep. fans. So I think they'll want to split that up with the other year and have two different weekends, as we say. The thing that will not happen this year is the Little League World Series. It is canceled. There will be no, uh, no Little League World Series. And then, Perry, there's a couple of negotiation uh, things that are being batted around with baseball, batted around, no pun intended, about the umpires and the draft. What's going on with that well, stuff? Well, the umpires, the, umpires is do- the umpires is done. That got done on Friday. Yeah. They, are, they have agreed that they will take a 30% pay cut. 
pay cut for this year only. So that part is done. The draft is still being negotiated. They're hoping that the draft will be on June 10th, but the parameters of the draft, how many rounds and all that, the union and baseball are still negotiating that. And uh, if you believe what you hear today, um, there's a lot of, a lot of things that each side wants and it's, it, it may come right down to the last few days. Well, and I've also heard Perry that the players are negotiating with the owners because they want to make sure that they get paid as much as possible. Uh, and, uh, they're not, they're not, uh, it sounds like they're not willing to take much of a pay cut. That is correct. That is correct. And they also want to make sure that, you know, if possible with the draft, they, the players want it to go the the entire, what is it about 40 rounds at that? They they want it to go the whole thing. And the owners want it to go about 10 rounds. Right. So, okay. So moving on to, uh, we got an NCAA stuff. And uh, the NCAA Board of Directors made a, a decision this week, uh, didn't they, Sean? Yes, they did. All right. The NCAA Board of Governors has decided that they are okay with a player making money off his or her likeness and or, you know, basically off their likeness. Let's say the player wants to make money off a T-shirt or a, you know, they get their name on a video game. This all goes back, remember, the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit, the EA right. Sports uh, stuff, where he sued about the players, and EA Sports was ready to jump in, uh, but NCAA said no. California passed the law saying that their players can be, make money off their likeness. Uh, this way, let's say, I want you, as a football player, I want you to come do an endorsement for my camp for my uh, car dealership or something. You can. Or if you want to work a fo- uh, you want to work a football camp or even for some of these smaller sports, you're a swimmer. You can give swimming lessons. Right now, under the current bylaws, giving swimming lessons or uh, you know, tennis lessons or something is against NCAA rules. And even up until this pandemic, doing something for a charity using your name on a charity, was against the law. Now, granted, they got exceptions. Trevor Lawrence, Sam Ellinger, and others doing GoFundMe accounts, you know, for to help people with the pandemic and everything. They got, The NCAA did waivers on this. But remember, A.J. Green donated his jersey to a charity. He got, he got an NCAA violation from back in the day. Uh, but NCAA, their backs were up against the wall. Now, this will not be voted on until January, so it will be in the 21-22 season. Basically, when California passed the law, Florida passed their law, uh, Michigan was looking at it, Alabama, Texas, there was like 11 states that are pretty I, big. I was looking and, at it. And California's, yeah, law go, California's law goes into effect, Sean, in 2023. But, okay, but yeah, I think but this will this happen before that. This, yeah. Yeah. this happened before, but California started it all. And so right. that's what's going on with all that. The NCAA players can get paid, and they're saying, well, wait a minute. Some people are saying, well, wait a minute. You're just going to have anything. Well, we know what it is. I mean, this way it's more of a legal, hey, they can get paid. Now, whether it's paid right away or in a trust fund or yeah. whatever's going on, you know, it is something – it is something when a player can't even run a, ba- a football camp or a baseball okay. camp. That's so the other thing in, in the NCAA, because only a couple, Bob Bowlesby, the, I think that was his name, the commissioner of the Big 12, was that, speaking. That is correct. Up. And Perry, uh, what, did, what did Mr. Bowlesby have to say? He is saying he's not concerned about the start of the football season, but he's concerned that should the coronavirus make a comeback in the fall that they may not be able to finish a season. And what their what the real big concern is, is not necessarily that the virus is itself might make a comeback on its own, but that it will make a comeback at the same time that you have flu and pneumonia and you'll put it all together and that could really create a big problem. And if that happens, that could cause a problem. Now could, as we know as we know now though at the end of this week there one uh, the the FDA did authorize one drug, but that's only for the seriously ill. They're hoping by the time we get to this point that they have something that they can give to anybody. So, and right. a large number of campuses have already announced that they are opening in the fall, at least in the Big Twelve: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, uh, University of Texas is 
planning on opening, but they haven't made the official. I think that's the case. The... I think that's the case, Sean, with most places. You know, maybe yeah, not the places who've right. really been hit hard. I think, but you know, but most places are and, planning to reopen. And nobody said that here the yet. NCAA but, you know. want, the NCA wants one hundred percent with all their member schools cooperation when all their campuses can open because you let's say you're in one you have one team in a conference who oh they can't play at home and they and they already said they will not play unless the regular student population is back on campus right They've okay all so all 10 conferences so you know once again you know more more next week as we you know as this develops and more statements are made and so forth we did have a couple of things happen in the NFL we talked about Andy Dalton earlier Andy Dalton was cut by the uh, Bengals so because they didn't want to pay that that extra money and they just uh, drafted uh, Burrow there. So they cut him, and then on Saturday he signed with the Dallas Cowboys, and that surprised me. I thought he'd want to go to Jacksonville and play. They were pretty hot on him. Uh, of course, the people up here were yelling for him to come here and at least make the Patriots decent. And- Apparently well, he, live, he lives in Dallas, Chris. That's the reason. Yeah, he lives in Dallas. Okay, and, and apparently still, the uh, he doesn't the Cowboys really want to play are, very much then. Well, the Cowboys are much. planning that. Uh, what if Dak doesn't perform well? What if they can't reach a deal with Dak? You may already have an internal solution. Yes. Okay, that's true. So you know, that, but whether he'll really play much this year, and it's a one-year deal, so then he could, he would be a free agent at the end of the year if, if things don't work out in Dallas, as I understand right. it, right? Right. Yeah. And, and he's going to earn, song. and he earns three million guaranteed, and he could earn up to seven. Okay. Now, there's one song that we should mention that's done by an, an NFL guy, and it's on uh, Miss A and I'm sure other devices. It's called Quarantine Crazy, and it's done by Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Had a bit of a country career back in the day, and uh, he, he sounds good on this thing. I heard it. It's yeah, not he, bad. Yeah, they played at one of our local radio stations. The exercise was good. Hopefully, we might have it next week. And yeah, we, when we have a little more time, we can, we can put it on because it's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. So NASCAR, Sean. We well, got, no, we hold on. Races. Before we go to NASCAR, Chris, the okay. NFL, the NFL is releasing its schedule oh, yeah. this week, yeah, and sure. they are yes, planning they are. that as of now, unless you know something changes, and we know how the NFL is, they are going to start on September 10th with fans. The only other option yes. they are considering is starting about six weeks later and playing everything straight through with no buys. The other thing, though, yes. about the schedule, if they're going to put it out this week, I assume they are not going to put games on Saturday in that schedule except for the ones that in is cor- That is correct. That is correct. Because they have that to wait because college isn't going to know what it's going to do yet for yes. a few more what weeks. What they will do, here's what they will do. They, they've already said that, that if college does not play, you will see two or three games move to Saturdays each week if college right. has to wait. That They have already said that, that. That's their plan. They have backup schedules, but this will be the tentative main schedule. Right. Planning so it'll be like fans. the flex games that get moved to Sunday night. Your game, you might see, uh, you know, Kansas yeah. City and Denver on a, in October so-and-so move to a Saturday if uh, that's what they decide right. to do with college that's football. They'll, they'll, announce it, they'll announce it long before. Two or three weeks they, ahead, they, at least. They know yeah. the college is not playing they're going to move their game, move right, at least right. two or three games to Saturday, and that's what they'll do. And yeah. the other thing with the NFL, oh, what was the other? There was an, oh, they're not going to Europe and Mexico this year. Nope. Okay. All right. No. They're no Mexico, Mexico. No London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no so London, to finish no up the now other current events, so that we can get to the other three deaths yeah, in the history. NASCAR. So, Sean, we got an actual race coming up in two weeks. Okay. Yes, we do. As we know. As you know, uh, NASCAR does not run Mother's Day. Well, they run Saturday night on Mother's Day. They don't run on Mother's Day, so they could start. They could have started this next weekend, but they decided not to because Mother's Day weekend is a thing they never do. So, starting in Darlington, South Carolina, they're going to run a race the 400 mile on 500. Uh, oh, 500 on Sunday, right? 17th. Then they're going to do the Xfinity race on Tuesday, the 19th. No, these and are all with no fans, another, by the way. No fans. Yeah, all with yeah, no, no fans. fans. Then on the 20th, three days later, they're going to do another NASCAR Cup race. Uh, then they're going to go Memorial Day weekend, normally the biggest day in racing. You know, normally the, they're going to do the Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday night, the 24th. Right. Like in the Atlanta. 25th. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, Charlotte. Oh, is it in Charlotte? The, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the in Coke? Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Coca-Cola 600 in Charlotte. All right. And then 
On Monday, they're going to do the Xfinity race. Or no, truck race there on Monday in Charlotte. Tuesday, an Xfinity race. Then they're going to do another 500-mile cup race in Charlotte. So they're going to do seven races in 11 days. Four, four cup races, two Xfinity, and a truck race. So okay. NASCAR is the first one coming back with fans. Fox and FS1 will come. Now, what they're also doing, they're not having practice races, and they're not doing qualifying except the Coca-Cola 600. Or not the, the, the first race in Darlington, they're going to have qualifying for it. They're going to have qualifying for it, but then after that, they're just it's going to be based on pole positions and how you're doing in the standings. and Because mm-hmm. they've only had, remember what, four races. Yeah, they've only had four races, and they normally have 36. Right. Yeah, they and, they want, and Fox wants to get a bunch of them, so that's why they're doing four. That's why they're going to do four cup races in eleven days, so Fox can get, you know, close to the amount that they have. So, but yeah. okay, yeah, they're ready, and, and yeah, okay. So we're ready to move on to the uh, to the other three deaths. See if we can get through these fairly quickly and get the history in too. We got about twelve minutes. We're going to try to be done by nine o'clock. Do the best we can. Uh, hold on, hold on, already... just one second, Chris. Just one second, Pierre. Go ahead, Pierre. Hey, yeah, I, I just wanted to tell you some of the NFL stuff that y'all missed. Okay. Uh, okay. Number one, the Bears chose not to fix, pick up the fifth-year option on Trubisky. Correct. Good oh. choice. Good choice. Right. And and also, Cam Newton decided today that he is not going to be a backup. He's going to wait till, till a starting quarterback gets hurt, and then he'll play. Okay. He might be waiting a while. What do you think about the What do you think about the NASCAR? Hold on. What do you think about the NASCAR thing, Pierre? Well, I I tell you what, that's a lot. Of, you know, seven races in ten days. That's a lot of. That's a lot well, of. Only four cup Four cup races, though. I know, but but still, you're doing four cup races in eleven days, where you usually just do one in a in a in an entire week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you we did, uh, there is one more NASCAR note. Pierre Ryan, is it Ryan Newman that was injured earlier this year? Right. He yes, says he, he will be racing when they come back. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's uh, get to these deaths here. We have Paul Ronte. He was 91 years old. He played for the Bruins. He was a center in hockey. Played for the Bruins from 47 through 51. Then the Rangers 51 through 55. Then Montreal. He played uh, the late. 55 seasons in four games and then uh and then five playoff games that year he had uh 488 games that he played in 101 goals 211 assists uh and 21 uh playoff games and one goal and seven assists he he died of natural causes and then uh hang on we need to grab our other two we have mark mcnamara he died at 60 he he uh, went to college at uh, Santa Clara and then at uh, from uh, 77 through 79 and then transferred to Cal for 80 through 82. Of course, sat out a year like they they did in those days. He uh, he was the 22nd pick in the 82 draft by the Philadelphia 76ers. He played for them uh, from 82 82 83 San Antonio 83 84. Kansas City, 84-85, the Kansas City, uh, Omaha. They were actually just Kansas City at that point. The Omaha had been dropped out. That was yeah. the last year in Kansas City, I believe. Right, 84-85, yes, yeah. Then they went uh, the Lakers, 88-90. through 90. He played in Europe for a couple of years in there. Yeah. And then uh, and two games in Orlando in 90. And the, he, uh, let's see, yeah, he played in Italy and Spain when he was over in Europe, and he was uh, – and he played for the Rapid City Thrillers in the uh, minor leagues, 92 and 93. And in Philadelphia, he won a championship in 83, the one championship they won with all that. The, their owner used to say, we owe you one. Well, we owe you two. Well, we owe you three. Well, they finally got the one. And, uh, you know, he died of, a heart, of heart failure at 60 years old. And the third one is Ryan Wetnight. He was only 49. He played for – he was a tight end, played for the Bears from 83 through 90. And then uh, ninety no ninety three through ninety nine I'm sorry Green Bay in two thousand he then he had one hundred and seventy five receptions one thousand five hundred forty two yards nine receiving touchdowns and he had uh, uh, gastric cancer stomach cancer and died of it this year inoperable tumor so that was it for our deaths so thank goodness we've had as many as nine deaths uh, before and 
Luckily, uh, we don't have that uh, this week. So, well, so one other one other note before you get to the history: the NBA has postponed the draft lottery. Uh, they've pushed that back, and they're, they're they have not made a final decision yet what they're going to do with the NBA draft yet. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we just yeah. Okay, so we can start on the twenty seventh. And uh, let's see, we had Jim Tobin of the uh, Boston Braves pitched a no-hitter against the Brooklyn Dodgers. Uh, we had in 61, we had uh, uh, the Pro Hall of Pro Football Hall of Fame was uh, announced or whatever. I don't think it was open. I think it opened the next year, but I think they announced no, it. No, but it was announced. It was announced. Yeah, they announced it, it, at, it at that point. Year, yeah. It was created. 73, uh, Steve Busby pitched a no-hitter for the Kansas City uh, Royals. A lot of no-hitters in, in April, by the way. You'll yes. see that. Uh, in 83, uh, uh, what was it, Ryan uh, – what, what is it? Oh, Nolan Ryan passed Walter Johnson in the strikeout uh, parade. Yeah. And uh, he's About the all-time strikeout. strikeouts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In 94, we had Scott Erickson pitch a no-hitter for the uh, against Milwaukee for the Twins. And uh, Tom Phoebus pitched a no-hitter for the Red, uh, for the Orioles against the Red Sox in 68 uh, in on the 27th also. And then on the 28th, we, in 61, we had uh, Warren Spahn pitching a no-hitter. He had just turned 40 years old, pitched a no-hitter against the San Francisco Giants. Second no-hitter. Uh, eight, day, eight days after his 40th birthday. Uh, what do you say? Is he, is he the oldest one to have done that? Uh, at that time, yes, but we'll get to that later. Uh, no, no, one, Ryan, yeah, no right. one Ryan did it later. Yeah. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later this week. We'll get to that yeah, later right. this week. Okay. Um, in 67, Muhammad Ali was stripped of his title for uh, refusing to enter the draft. Or the, uh, not, to, not to draft of the NBA or the NBA. You know, this was the uh, draft for the Army and uh, all that, the uh, yep. services. So yes. the title was taken away from uh, 85, we, uh, Billy Martin was hired by the Yankees. Uh, I don't know which time that was. Was that the last time he was finally hired? That was I the last think time. So. I think that was number that was five. Yeah. yeah. I think that yeah, was, was number five. five. It was number okay. five. That was the last time to be hired by. Vinny Testaverde was drafted number one in 1987 by Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay. And let's see, in 88, Baltimore finished their 0-21 to start. And uh, that was uh, really quite a thing. I remember the whole country was was glued to that about when when are the Orioles going to finally win a game. Yeah. And in 07, uh, Jamarcus uh, Russell was drafted Marcus first. Uh, uh, by don't, the don't don't remind me, please. That was that was Oakland horrible. Raiders. Yeah, there you go, Robert. In 11, uh, Cam Newton. That's a little better. Cam that worked Speaking a little better. Cam Newton, yeah. Cam Newton was yeah. drafted by Carolina. Most of these are. Bust. The number one pick is kind of an iffy thing to be, you know. Yeah, we Cam Newton. I don't consider Cam Newton a bust, but the rest no, he's not. I didn't say he was. Oh, Jared no. Goff is not a bust. I mean, these guys got the Jared Super Goff. Bowl, you know. Yeah. Jared Goff was drafted in '16 by the Rams. Right. And and uh, let's see, we had the uh, Celtics beat the Lakers to win the title in uh, 1966, uh, four, four games to three. That was a crazy thing because Governor Volpe was there, and he came down. The Celtics led by about two. 10 with about two minutes to go. He came down by the court. The game was on TV. Everybody got to see this. He's standing right by the court. And then the fans all started to come down, and which was stupid. The, Volpe wasn't one of my favorite governors anyway. He almost blew the whole thing. They ended up winning by like two points because, you know, they almost blew the whole thing. But anyway, that was their eighth in a row at that point. Okay. On the 29th in 92, it was the first, oh, no, in 1892, first pinch hitter ever used. Yeah. First ever pinch hitter. Charlie Royal for the Philadelphia Royal. Phillies, and he struck out. Uh, in 39, Lou Gehrig's last hit. And, of course, uh, he then the 2, next day retired. 2,721. Yeah, that's 2,721 uh, games that he played. In 81. Hit, no, 2,721 hits. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, the games was uh, less, I guess. Yeah, the games was George Rogers was the number one pick in 81 by the New Orleans Saints. There's a bust for you. That didn't work out too well. Yeah, South, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, uh, okay. Let's see, also, what's this? Oh, Carlton also struck 81. out. Uh, what else? What Steve happened Carlton with Steve Carlton? Uh, yeah, go ahead. He struck. His 3,000 strikeouts, that's what he did. 3,000 strikeouts. Yeah. Six player to do that. Six player 86, to do that. Roger Clemens was the first player to strike out 20. Uh, and you know, he, for the and he, of course, Roger did that twice. He did. He did yeah, it in 96 again against passed, the Tigers. In yeah, 86, he, passed, he did it against uh, Seattle. He passed Nolan Ryan, Steve Carlton, and Tom Seaver. Yep. Yeah. Bo Jackson, that day, with Joe, Bo Jackson was taken by the uh, Tampa Bay um, uh, 
Buccaneers, Buccaneers, Buccaneers. As the number one in football. We have to say football because, of course, he was drafted as well in baseball. In 06, Houston took uh, offensive lineman Mario Williams. And, and that then, was the uh, big controversy. Why didn't they take Vince Young but stick Mario Williams? Yeah, that was okay. a big controversy that day. Okay. And then let's see. In uh, On the 30th. 30th of April, we had Charlie Robinson pitched a no-hitter for the White Sox against Detroit. We had in 39 Lou Gehrig's okay. last game. And that's right, 2,130 games that he played, a 2,130-game streak uh, yep. for him. Let's see. What else we got? Here we got more. Don't worry. Uh, okay. Hang on. Um, okay. Oh, I see. Yep, more stuff. Here we go. Okay. We have uh, Charlie Robinson, and we talked about Lou Gehrig, uh, and cause I wrote them down twice. Okay. Then we have. Uh, and, of course, he died of what is now known as Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, ALS. Uh, in 1946, Bob Feller pitched a no-hitter uh, against the Yankees. In 52, uh, Ted Williams hit a last, his last home run before going to Korea. Ted was not happy. This was one of the patriotic, hey, way, yay, I get to go to Korea. He was not happy. He thought that somebody had it in for him. And that's why he ended up going to Korea. He was a great pilot. As a matter of fact, he got to know John Glenn over there. And I went to a thing, a Ted Williams uh, thing that was for money for the Jimmy Fund. And uh, uh, John Glenn was there speaking about, about him and so forth. And they got to be very good friends. And he was an excellent pilot with his vision and all that. But uh, he was like, you know, I'm 32, three years old. What are they calling me up now for or 34, whatever yeah. he was? And he was not happy. He was gone for a year. Uh, and then he came back in 53 also on that date. And let's see, let's see what else we got here. Back in '58, he got his thousandth hit. Well, that wouldn't be true. I don't know where you got that thousand. He had way more than a thousand hits after 20 years when he hit 400. Yeah, I know. So that can't uh, be true. I don't know what that was. I, I couldn't find I was out. Three thousand hits, not one thousand. No, he didn't get. No, he's not a three thousand hit guy. Maybe twenty five hundred. No, two thousand. Yeah, maybe 2,500 or something. Yeah. He never made 3,000. I know that. But I tried to ask him to say how many hits he had. Maybe I should have put uh, our executive producer from the 515 on that one, too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it wasn't that. How that isn't what. 58, that was, he did some in 58 uh, against the A's. And I know he played the A's that day. 62, uh, Mays hit four, Willie Mays hit four home runs for the uh, Giants, I think against the Braves. I'm not sure. 67, a no-hitter from a Baltimore pitch. Then you didn't get the pitcher's names, but I uh, guess against the uh, Detroit. One was Stu Miller. One was Stu Miller at the end. Yeah. The yeah, okay. And he would have been the end. And Milwaukee, in 71, the Milwaukee Bucks won their I one know, championship. The weird thing about that no-hitter was okay. they lost the game to Detroit 2-1. to one. Yeah, and they uh, had how many pitchers pitched in it for the Orioles? Three? Two? Two, two pitchers combined no-hitter. Two Miller and somebody. Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Milwaukee. Beat the Baltimore Bullets. They were still the Baltimore Bullets at that time. Four games to none in on uh, that day, and won the world title. That's their only world title only so far. Today. That that uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on that team, and that's the only title they won in Milwaukee. And know? here's a guy who might be a bust or not. In 2015, Jameis Winston was picked number one. Will he be a bust or not? Well, he, we got to find out. We don't know yet. And then we get to May 1st, and May 1st we had the Celtics. Uh, I mean, the Braves beating – no, the Braves and the Dodgers played a 26-inning 1-1 tie, and that would have been played – those games used to start at 3 o'clock, so you figured they played those 26 innings in about five hours because the sun goes down around and 8 o'clock That was here. 100 years – 100 exactly 100 years ago, 1920, and right. all by darkness, the longest game in Major League history. Longest game by, by innings, but the thing, what I'm saying is it was about a five-hour game because you would have only been able to play at five hours. You know, sunset's about 8 o'clock here in May, the beginning of May, so right. it was played here, so – I'm just saying, that just shows you how baseball has changed. In uh, 51, Mickey Mantle hit his first home run of 535, I think it was. In 84, uh, the Patriots dra drafted Irving Fryer, pretty good receiver. I don't know if he's a number one pick, but he played well. He's not a bad receiver, Irving Fryer for the Patriots, and uh, played for a couple other teams. In 91, Willie Henderson, this is a big day. Uh, Willie Henderson, Henderson became the all-time base dealer. Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Ricky uh, Henderson. Uh, he became uh, the all-time base dealer, and yep. then uh, the same day, Nolan Ryan at 44 pitched his seventh no-hitter. That's right. It came yep. up more. He became the oldest right. player to pitch a no-hitter. And in he's 02, still the Trevor, oldest. In 2002, Trevor Hoffman uh, became the all-time saves lever, uh, reliever, re, uh, reliever for one team with 321. And then Derby winners on on uh, yep. May 1st with San Diego Derby winners. I think we can just get these pretty much all no, we have no, Derby we're, we're winners. Like one more championship uh, for the days that I have. Yeah. And these are the ones since 19, uh, since World War II. Figured they, we'd know who they are. 
1948 yeah. Citation won it. 1954 Determined. 1965 Lucky Debonair. I've always liked that name. 71 is Cananero the second. 76 was Bold Forbes. 82 was Gato del Sol. 93 was Sea Hero. 99 was um, Charismatic. You remember him. 04 was Smarty Jones, who went on. I know he had a chance at the Triple Crown. He didn't make it. And then in 09, we had Mine That Bird. We don't understand the name and didn't understand it when it when it <laughs> happened either. And, yeah. here, and here's the interesting thing about that one. Calvin Burrell, the jockey, won the Triple Crown on two different horses, though. He switched horses in the Preakness. 